welcome to A Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we attempt to lift the veil of mystery around mysterious brewing as we chat to co-founder Ken. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Hello and welcome to Ken from Mysterious Brewing. Thank you for joining us today. Very excited to talk to you. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Very surreal to be on here with Dave. <laughs> now you're in my face. As well as <laughs> oh God, yeah, like, oh, apologies for that. That is like, don't like to be in people's faces. Uh, but yeah, no, that's super, super excited to have you on, obviously. Like, I, it's really funny because I remember Joe saying that she spoke to you. She spoke to you at an event, like, that you guys were it both was at. It was Andy's birthday. Before craft theory, yeah, because I saw I saw her after and she was <laughs> like, I spoke to Ken. I'm like, get, I want to get him on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I went, I just didn't ask because when you like see people out like socially, you just go, oh, I don't want them to feel like they have to. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't really want to ask you so that you felt like you had to. And then Joe's like, No, I spoke to him. I spoke yeah. to him. And I was like, Nice. So excited to finally get you on here. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I thought we possibly had a drunken conversation about it on the launch at the Hive. Every I think we I did. I've never seen you two guys. It's sort of, I'm semi-sober at the start of the night and then by the end of it, As who knows the way, yeah. To be yeah. fair, when I saw you at the Hive, I think that was also after another beer, fa- there was after another like beer festival or something because I saw you afterwards after that. Yeah, and I, I think... Elusive's birthday, wasn't it? It might, it might have actually been. It was the yeah their birthday, and I think we went there after. And yeah, it was really. I've got photos from that night. I mean, they're like crooked photos, but it's really good <laughs> of us out in front of the hive with Alex. Love, so I love a crooked photo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a whirlwind. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Be on here. Thank you very much for the invite. Welcome. Anytime. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know who you are, you know who who Mysterious Brewing is. Why don't you give us a high-level overview of who, who you are, what you do, what the brewery is about? Right, well, the highest level I can achieve of overviews. So I'm one half of Mysterious Brewing. It's me and Adam. And, yeah, say so Mysterious Brewing. And we are probably about five months old now. Um, both come from home brewing background. Uh, won competitions. Just sort of, yeah, really enjoy just making beer, going to various beer events. And we probably met before it was probably seeded um Tory uh, uh, bottle share, I believe it was. We did because I remember we were because I I think we'd run into each other like casually, but never like introduction or anything because you just looked really familiar. And then everyone's like, "Yeah, he's the guy that painted the wall at Elusive." And I was like, "I have seen him at Elusive like a few times." But it's that thing of you run into someone and you kind of go, oh, "Hi," like because they look slightly familiar. But the bottle share was the first time we actually met, and you had said, "Oh, I've got the, the new brewery open." And I was like, "Tell me about this, please." <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yes, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, kind of came from, well, yeah, Elusive are quite central to a lot of this. So I painted Andy's tap room, I don't know, a few years ago now. And um, obviously I thought, I'll go in there, I'll paint the tap room, get loads of advice off Andy, the nicest man in brewing. Nice and the main brewing advice, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the main advice he gave me said, go and join Reading Amateur Brewers. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I did. I joined Reading Amateur Brewers, brilliant place, um, so much, so much knowledge there. And um, 
and then the first competition I entered, I won, and it was a chance to brew a beer at Elusive. So amazing! <laughs> terrible script. So yeah, so went back down to Elusive and uh, yeah, brewed the beer, and um, that was scaled up for um, Burfest. There's a, a big beer festival in Burfield, and coincidentally, while I was there, more bad film script. Um, there's Andy Watts from Little London Brewery. He's uh, he does cask only. Got a small brewery up in uh, sort of uh, Little London, Silchester, and he said to me and Adam, said, "Oh, look, if you ever want to come and do like a big brew, one-off or something, like come down. Like, I don't use much of the kit; he just uses his pilot kit." So we were like, "Oh yeah, brilliant! Yeah, yeah, yeah!" Over enthusiastic home brewers, like brilliant. <laughs> and that then snowballed into like, "Well, we could start brewing there," and he was really just been like really supportive. So that's that's the seeds of uh, mysterious brewing. Um, so we essentially we cuckoo brew at, at Little London. Um, this was it would have been not far off this time last year, and we started snowballing. Um, then when another competition, which uh, JD, formerly Wild Weather, um, was judging, so it's like yeah, all the signs are there, you know, playing the main character in a, a bad script. Um, and, <laughs> uh, so Adam, my business partner, he's been looking to get into the brewing world for for quite a few years uh be it either a tap room or a brewery he's quite a smart old cookie is adam and uh he's a good home brewer as well and um so yeah we formulated this plan we put as as you can imagine starting a brewery of alcohol licenses and everything involved yeah. with it um we'd organize it we thought we wanted three beers to start off and obviously you do a few test runs and they go down the drain you know learning as you go and um so yeah, we bought two big fermenters, uh, which again Andy Watts have been so good to us. Let us put into into his place, and um, yeah, so a thousand liter and an eight fifty, and we uh, so we launched on it was a bank holiday, and I don't even remember what that weekend was. It was May. May. We had that spate, didn't we? Of like three bank holidays in yeah. Yeah. two weeks, which <laughs> seems undoable. Um, yeah. So we launched on one of them, and we had lots of events. And um, we managed to launch with four beers because the other one was just ready, just in time. And we've been hitting Reading pubs. Uh, so one of our launch, the first one was at the Nags Head, which was felt a bit ridiculous. Like homebrewers going to have your beer at the Nags Head. They were really supportive. Um, Ale House and um, yeah, all over Reading and uh, bottle shops have been really supportive of us. Like the Hive. And I find myself here today. Uh, can only be me here today. Adam's elsewhere, but it's, yeah, it's just been a whirlwind, really. I mean, you've had some great reviews of the beers, and everybody, as you you guys know, everybody in the beer industry is so supportive. From you know, like Double Barrel Ascot, obviously Elusive, and everyone said we can just pick up the phone at any point for anything we sort of need to know. And um, yeah, we've just yeah kind of exploded from the spot from there, really. So it's yeah, I say a bit of a whirlwind. And, uh, I, feel, yeah. I feel like it's definitely like the the scene over in like the Berkshire area as well. Yeah. It's like yes. there's a lot like there's a really good beer scene, but I feel like sometimes it gets underestimated compared to like other locations because I think of how spread out a lot of like places are and how small some places are. So like you know, Joe and I were just talking about this the other day. Like Dolphin Brewery, for example, is so small that it's like 
people probably don't even know like people probably haven't seen even dolphin or stuff like that but like everyone is so over here from my experience of you know craft theory and going to like those events like so friendly so nice and it's nice to hear that from your side you feel that everyone's quite supportive as well in terms of like on the business side of it that it's not just from the outside it looks like everyone's supportive the fact that you felt supported as well is just like just yeah. makes me feel really happy <laughs> uh, massively yeah we've come up against, luckily i'm sure there's someone there's always someone isn't there but yeah <laughs> we've come up against it like from the first few beers we did was like and then we re- realized i'm not sure you know joe he's like you, you not like a homebrew you can just go we want these hops these malts and this yeast right. yeah no like, oh, you can't have that like, well that's all right i bought 200 grams of it when i did that small bit right. like, yeah, only 10, <laughs> 10 kilos of it now um so yeah so then that's been great to sort of borrow yeast and hops and now we're actually sorted out we're uh, planning in advance our brews and, and what we want to do but it's been so great and of course yeah you just take for granted where you live don't you so when um we were at peak ender we were chatting with somebody and they were saying oh well, great where have you set up and we're like oh we're about you know so many miles from reading and they're like oh. <laughs> they just like, rolled their eyes like what they got in the water down there <laughs> there's so many of them because they're obviously in the beer scene they knew of like dolphin and all the, the yeah yeah, yeah. The big and the small and um, we're like yeah, i suppose it is i mean some people could look at it as saturated but there's room for everyone isn't there i mean oh yeah general think... beer lover wants selection yeah it's it's interesting you say that as well because um obviously like in windsor now you've got like indie rabble and then next to two flints and obviously you've got like hoppy place as well around the corner and and i remember were you there joe when we went with was me you and rick when we went to two flints and i said oh indie rabble's opening up like next door be really yeah. cool and obviously my husband's not like you, you've met him ken but like he so he he comes with me to like beer stuff because he's like yeah it's cool it's i'll get into it it's fine but he's not massively like into the scene or anything like that he just appreciates a good beer and he was like oh it's interesting that they're opening up next to each other like is that is that not like a negative thing, like to open up next to another brewery? And then we started trying to like have a conversation. So actually, no, it's, it's, I guess it's sort of, you like you said, there's always that one-off instant where like, that's probably not a good idea. But like, by and large, it is pretty good, in my opinion, for like, as a consumer anyways, I know I can go to one location and I can go to a bunch of places. Like, what is not to love about that? Like, everyone wins because I'm going to go around, I'm going to make the effort to yeah. go around all the places. Yeah. I mean, I can see how people, and it's surprising me, and I have to remember every time someone says, talks about someone like Skyrim being our competition. I mean, hey, we're tiny compared to Skyrim, but they've been really helpful yeah. as well. It's like, they're not. There's, it, I mean, I don't know if there's another industry that's like it. They probably are, but it's, it's I mean, yeah. It's space for everyone, really, isn't there? It's yeah. like, there's competition. Yeah. It's, it's friends more than It's the competition. thing I really like about beer is the beer community and how everyone helps each other out and gives each other advice and like it's not like that's it's that collaboration like it's not just about like two breweries getting together to make a beer together it's sharing that knowledge and and you know the amount of times i've had brewers who have been like oh yeah we were doing this thing and then like i ran out of this ingredient so i rang up so and so down the road and they were like oh yeah i've got some you can have some of mine and and you know everyone just helps everybody out like it's it's a real community it's the thing that i really like about it yeah yeah it's great yeah i mean even so before uh got into brewing like yourselves you'd be around tap rooms and yeah uh, me and me and sarah my wife we'd go out somewhere and it would be just the two of us i've got friends that drink 
but the two of us would go somewhere and we'd always at the end of the evening we'd just sat next to some random people and met them and know half their life story we yeah. don't really do that when we go on holiday we don't go oh you met someone from leeds and we keep ourselves to ourselves but yeah. in a tap room it just happens doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah you just chat to people your wife is so lovely as well she's so nice <laughs> she's <laughs> One other thing I must say is that between me and Adam is that we've got very good wives. You can't do what we're doing without having very good We've got really wives. good husbands. Yeah. They're really nice as well. So. <laughs> they put up with a lot. A lot, a lot, yeah. Um, I guess before we... I, I think what would be really exciting is to just crack open one of the beers before we go into talking about sort of like how you found setting up the brewery in general or like what was there, you know, the particulars there. But I think... Um, yeah which which one do you want to go yeah, go first you very with? kindly you've very kindly given us these these bits and yeah. i really appreciate it so we've got the citra triangle yeah, we've got the that, would be a good idea. that yeah. one cool yeah. let's go with that one okay so how did you come up with this recipe so this recipe so as most uh breweries have a single hot uh beer um series we obviously wanted ours and it's a bit route one to oh gosh terrible port it's a bit route <laughs> one to, <laughs> to go citra because obviously citra is the ubiquitous hop but um yeah for me i thought you starting with that i mean you you know you're coming out the gate you're new yeah citra route one so um and we wanted sort of the, the best base for it it wasn't sort of you know there's no point in making a, a real malt heavy beer for that so it's um quite a simple grist of uh, Marisotto and Vienna but the Vienna gives it quite a soft sort of mouthfeel and on cask particularly it's just yeah really Ooh. yeah really quaffable it smells amazing and the triangle is because three malts so the other one's caramalt um I believe yeah uh carapil sorry um and the citrus added at three different stages so the triangle. Ah. This is so sm- like it's yeah. so smooth. Yeah. <laughs> it's so smooth and easy drinking. Yeah. That is just yeah, yeah five so, a nice five percent. Yes. Very sessionable. Doesn't drink like a five percent, and you can imagine mm. on cask because you don't have the carbonation. Uh, yeah. It just yeah. yeah goes goes down crazy. But yeah, oh. I think the Vienna and the Carapils is just yeah making that yeah. It's just a lovely, like it's not sweet, but there is just this just little, little tiny perceived sweetness there. That just, towards the back end, oh, there is that really little. Lovely. Yeah. Well, between me and Adam, we don't particularly like. If you had a favourite way to um, divide your beers, I'd I'd prefer sweeter over dry, but not major lactose sweets. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and these are all things that sort of now people are saying, oh, you're, and they've tried a range of our beers. Or, oh, your beers are like this, they're, they're balanced or they're this. And I, yeah. <laughs> we try not to overthink what we do. We thought, I think, like this, like, well, okay, we'll, we'll showcase a single hop and we've chosen yeah. Citra. And then what would you want to sit and drink you, rather than overthinking, well, do people like, you know, certain styles? I mean, otherwise you're just going to turn yourself in circles, just going for the market. Yeah. And um, yeah, so far, so good, really. I mean, this has gone down really well. Um, so I, I did the bar at um, the Cask and Cork the other week down um, in Yapey at the uh, beer festival. And this sold out first, which was quite good. As I was working the bar all weekend, I thought, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Literally wearing a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, uh, how many festivals have you 
been able to get to like from a mysterious point of view. That, that sounds really like ominous. Like, like from a mysterious <laughs> point of view. Our beers. Um, <laughs> our beers have been at so many. I mean, we've obviously been trying to get out there, but we've to the point where people are contacting us. They've heard about us. Oh, and... that's good. Yeah, it's so really good. So, oh gosh, uh, started at Bracknell Beer Festival because that was literally the weekends that we launched. And again, that was um, we helped run the the bar for that. Mm. And finding more and more that I really enjoy that. I mean, I'm sure that'll wear off, but <laughs> <laughs> but really it, likes that. I like it. <laughs> but it's great because you're you, you're you're finding what people's words are for beer because people coming up and I, I know what most of the beers are taste like that are on on display and uh, I found uh, the last time I did it is people saying I don't want to think too hoppy and I'm thinking mm. well mm. but I found out what a lot of them actually meant was they didn't want it to be bitter yeah so but it took me a little while to work that out because this is what I so I gave um, somebody this that said they didn't like it too hoppy which I mean you it can is, clearly it's smell it's hoppy it clearly <laughs> is, yeah. Yeah. And then, it's not bitter but it's because um, it has that smoothness to it as well yeah. like that yeah. is just because I think definitely, I'd, I'd said to them, I said, well, "What have you had?" And they said, "Oh, I had uh, Little Giddy, the Ascot one, which is lovely, but it's like three point four percent." I'm thinking, well, the only thing I would say about that is it's quite bitter for its AUV. So then, mm. yeah. So then the next three people that said they didn't want something bitter, like it worked, it's like okay, you just want something that's a bit sweeter. Um, but it's great to just sort of like educate people in what they want. Yeah. And, and the amount of people that come up and say, "Well, I only really drink lager." And we give them something like this or Plan B of ours, and they're like, oh, I like that. And it's just because they've not got out of the comfort zone to try it. Yeah. And I always like it to sort of, if there was a, say, a Nepalese, if you've never had Nepalese food, you say, well, I don't ever like it. And you're not going to go somewhere and spend £15 on a main meal. Yeah. You're going to sort of go to a buffet, yeah. have everything, and think, well, I like this, this, and this. So that's why beer festivals are the best place to sort of. Yeah try out but yeah so we've been in yeah lots of them we were at Newbury at the weekend that was massive when I dropped off the casks there's like 5,000 people there in there wow they had, they had their own um I say gazebo their own marquee for cask for keg for cider and spirits I can wow. believe it yeah it was massive nice. yeah so um yeah so we've been in well, you could probably name one that's relatively local and we've been in it this year, which has been amazing. So now our diary's just like, they're all put into there to the point where really we sort of, we need to make more cask. But of course, yeah, you know, good, good problem to have to really. In, right? yeah. Yeah. That's good. yeah, that's a nice problem to have. Is it one of those things as well that like, are you future planning for kind of like next year as well already and kind of eyeing where you want to go next year and, and starting kind of looking that way, given where we are in the year? Or is it too soon? I don't know how these things work. No, no. I mean, yeah, I think it will be, we'll do some beer. I don't know if you had Avalon, which was one of our launch beers, which is an English pale. I think we'll do that as um just a whole cask, whereas normally we, we do a bit of cask, normally 350 or 700 cans and then kegs but um yeah so the, the cast doesn't seem to be a problem selling so i think we're gonna we're looking now more at sort of the the kegs sort of tap rooms and things to get into because mm. more pubs will take cask than keg yeah uh, yeah inside the problem but yeah of course everyone's trying to get in on them and but they obviously last longer cask goes in sort of four days doesn't yeah. it yeah which is i'm sure you've had the conversation on it before the mad <laughs> is the cheapest drink in the pub and i love that <sighs> And it's just like it shouldn't be. It should be everyone should be like on yeah. their knees for it. It's a live yeah. product. Live product, you've got to look after it properly. Yeah, that's it. How to yeah. 
how yeah. to do it properly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but there you go. Yeah, so guys, and then we've been doing our own like pop up because we don't have a tap room where we are. We've um, yeah, we've been doing our own little pop ups at events and things. Um, yeah, nice. so it's, it's just been great. I just enjoy going out and serving people and, and, and just seeing people. Yeah, what people think of it. I mean, they know we brewed it, so it's almost even better when you're in the pub and someone's having it and they don't know you're standing next to right. them and they're saying nice things. So, yeah. yeah, that's always nice. But that's the main thing we could be our advertising could be the best or the worst you know but if your beer's not drinkable then you've got a business have you so true yeah yeah i find it incredibly rewarding as well at like when you're behind a bar or beer festival and like like you said when someone comes up to you and and they're like oh what i don't know what i want and they're like okay what do you normally drink and then they they do that situation someone did this at london craft beer festival where they were like well i normally like this and then you look at what you have on and you go that is none of those things and then you have to kind of make a decision of like Based on the context clues of what you've given me, what do I think you will like? And yeah, when you actually get one that you go, try this one, see if you like this. And they try it and they go, oh, amazing. Like you're like, yes, we yeah. did it. <laughs> when they're like, actually, because you can tell when it's genuine and it's not because someone will go, they'll try a bit. And then if they go, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to just have like a, you know, a third or a half of that. That's when you kind of go nice because that's not just like a disingenuous oh that was good like that was a i enjoyed that i want the rest of the glass filled with that please and it is always feels like such a good victory when you manage to pick something for someone and they really enjoy it yeah yeah and i think some people probably assume there's a lot of gatekeeping which again i'm sure there is but Mm. that's the world and i I don't see a lot of it to be honest maybe with that that side of craft beer that we're not going to bump into it but like if someone says to me they're getting coconut from a beer i don't think it's got coconut they're getting coconut you can't argue right. can you and yeah. i'm not going to say we well, can't be coconut you're probably getting xyz but uh but then to point out flavors they might be getting and then you know go the rolodex goes in their head and sort of yeah just just yeah it's, i mean it's beer isn't it Beer's like not one thing people that say oh don't drink beer and you're like that's great you might not but once you've tried 15 different styles come back to me and say i think that's it i think that's part of the challenge beer (laughs) what is air quotes beer i think that's part of the challenge as they think about like a like a potentially overly carbonated or you know particular type of lager or something like that that they they have this say macro lager not gonna say it it. (laughs) macro lager so they think about this macro lager they tend to get and and they might have had experience drinking when they're younger and had not great experience and that's what's in their head of what beer is if they've if they don't look at like the range of the different varieties that are out there and and i do think that there is a little bit of like a learning curve to it as well of like you have to find you have to try a lot to try to figure out what works for you and i think like sometimes people just go they try one or two or three and then they go i've tried those things and i don't like it but actually what they might be trying are really extreme versions of things like so like sours for example joe and i talk all the time about like when you're having a sour i'm not gonna give someone a flanders red that's never had a sour before and then be like you're gonna absolutely like no one's getting the duchess and being like you're gonna love this this is great you might go like here's like a vault city session sour or something like that just to kind of ease into it like i was i had someone um ask me about like which beers I recommend and stuff I was like oh this holy goat like holy goat are great and they're like I'm gonna go get one but they don't normally drink beer and I was like I mean do you want to try mine first <laughs> like 
I was like, as much as I'm saying that I really, really like this beer, maybe you need to try a little bit of it first because it is potentially more, potentially more of an acquired taste. Not to say that you might not like it from the get-go, but I do think that it's if you don't sort of sometimes ease your way in or find the right entry and gateway for you, yes, that yeah. it just might turn you off completely and you might be like, I've tried a few different things and it's just not for me. So yeah, there is some definite validity to people being like, oh, I don't like it. It's not for me. And you're just like, but try this. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people, again, goes back to cask, is like, I've had plenty of bad cask over there, but I've got the confidence to take it back. Um, Whereas someone could have tried two and they've been horrible. Yeah. You know, as far as they know, that's what it tastes like. Yeah. It's bad, and there's a good chance, there's a higher chance if you have a bad cask than there is, say, you know, any sort of draft beer, really, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. That's an incredibly valid point that I don't even think I would have thought of. I mean, they could have a bad keg beer as well, to be honest. Yeah. Like, they could have just had something yeah. that was not looked after. Some, You know, you don't know where it's come from. Yeah, 100%. We had a, we had a bad bottled beer the other week. Um, table full of, of beer people <laughs> as well. So it was like, oh, no. Um, in a restaurant, me and the person next to me got the same bottle, same same beer in a bottle. Mine was fine. Theirs was really buttery. And I was just, and, and he was like, "Oh, this is really terrible." And I was like, no. "I was like, well, mine's right." And we swapped, and I was like, "There was some, there was an infection in your bottle." I was like, "Cause it wasn't draft, it was bottle." So I was like, "Your bottle, something was wrong with your particular bottle." So the we we got the guy back over, and we were like, "Listen, like this beer's off," and he's like, "I'm a servant all day." <laughs> and I was like, "Not this bottle." I was like, "Right." So we both got the same thing. I was like, "Mine is fine, and his is not." I'm like, "Smell it," and he was like, "No, I'll just get you another one." But we were just like, but. I was like, I was like, please smell it so you know why it's wrong. <laughs> I like to think that he's, he sat there like, uh, he yeah, like, sure, I'll he was just, like, get no, you we'll just get you another one. And I was just like, no, but seriously, like this, you need to know what's wrong, why this is wrong, and not just tell me that you've been serving it all day and it's fine because it's not. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, that's that trouble of like, not educating your staff, is it? And probably because they've yeah. paid it, right? Like, and it wasn't like it wasn't a beer place; it was a restaurant, yeah. and so I get it. But I was just like, fine, but. That's a really valid thing to think about, though, isn't it? Because I wouldn't even thought, like, yeah, if if you were a person that wasn't a confident, confident about your, you know, knowledge about beer, like, you would just take that and you'd go, yeah, I guess that's just not, that's just what it tastes like and that's not for me. You wouldn't even know that that was an off flavour. Yeah. The last last beer festival I went to, there was a Saison on cask, which I thought, the bold move. And it was nice, but it it was weird because it was on cask. And everybody that asked for it, I had to say, do you know it's a Saison? And I'd give yeah. people a sample. And some people were like, yeah, no, I like Saison. It's nice. Yeah. But of course, some people were like, oh, I'm glad you told me. I like, warned me of that because it tastes off. And yeah, if you'd gone into the pub yeah. and thought it was Landlord and you got Saison. Right. <laughs> you'd be like, what has happened to this beer? Yeah. It's got the funk, but the funk's supposed to be there, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But you I, I completely agree with kind of what you said earlier as well about like with the gate like I, I know that gatekeeping is ha- like I, I have seen gatekeeping happen but I think we it's who you surround yourself with as well to a degree so like you don't necessarily see it when you surround yourself with people that are not doing those behaviours and that's like a really good thing to have um, is to be like well let's just not hang out with those people that are gatekeeping <laughs> so yeah I think that like at least the people that run around like these circles there's not a lot of people that are 
that I've seen gatekeeping, what I've seen is outside of the circles of gatekeeping. So, yeah, that's... And I suppose, yeah, my view is always as a middle-aged white man as well. So, <laughs> woman, I'm sure you've had people going, oh, you're right, love, what do you know? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, that's yeah. a whole other... We, that's we a whole other, whole, other, whole other episode on that. <laughs> <laughs> Back to your brewery. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so so... As we're, I'm like nearly done and I'm doing my best to try to save some for later. And I, it's just so Moorish. It's yeah, so it's easy really to drink well. that. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So what was the first beer that you brewed? Like what was the first one that you, that at a commercial level outside of like the, the cop, like the one that you did under the banner of Mysterious? Yes. Okay. So um, the first one we did was called Plan B, which kind of goes back to the not being able to get anything in time. So the original one that was supposed to be was cursed well that was cursed because everything kept going wrong like oh, i think really? the day we went to or the week we were going to brew it was um i think we didn't have the yeast there was an ingredient we didn't have and um so adam came around to mine and i was doing all these doing sort of test brews and I said well i've, I've made this and we were like actually that's, that's lovely <laughs> yeah so that became plan b because it literally was plan b like we're brewing <laughs> it we, we, we could get all the ingredients we we're like oh brilliant yeah and that was an interesting so that's um so it's an american hopped pale but uh east kent golding's in it as well because mm. coming from home brin you sort of you, you're set by the the, the 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 dynamics of bjcp which is the the guide isn't it for yeah. and that the guide's there for a good reason otherwise you just have so many varied beers and when i'd make stuff for competitions i did but i'd all just me i always have to put a twist on everything if i'm making a shepherd's pie you're gonna have to get like something's going in there but i love that <laughs> i love that so much because to me i'm like yeah do it know the rules and then break the rules some of the competitions i did um i have gone into i've had like a black ipa and people are going why am i getting jam on it and going yes yeah, because i've got some really like jam well, jam but like some really fruity hops and i go that's great nice. you might have had a, a jammy yeah. Um, I drink a jammy I'm a fan I would send it off to competitions <laughs> uh, yeah so plan B was the first and then we were, then went to do uh, what was then we, we still didn't have a name for Cursed which was the recipe from the first competition I won just the American Power it's really sessionable 4.2 American Power nice. um, literally got to the brewery to do it so I'd lost my key so I'd parked about 20 metres away from the entrance to the brewery, I walked in and I'd lost my key, my van oh, key. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I've done that. Like, oh. I found that. And then we went to start brewing. You know, it's, it's a busy day. And obviously we're getting it shorter and shorter. Now we know more and, and sort of more organised. Yeah. And first things first, the pump just didn't work. So we had to dismantle the pump oh, no. and get apart. And luckily we had another seal, put that on it. And we're just staring at it boiling. We're like, I've got to call this cursed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like the most perfect name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we started with our sort of like uh, american hopped you know we we thought they'd be quite popular as well but uh, plan b is the only one so far that we've done twice okay. that's uh, really popular but it's nice having that um because with the ekg in it the east kent goldings is it's just got that little sort of hedgerow prickle to it on top mm. of the, sort of the same kind of thing it is in there and and just like yeah it's, 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 I find it's a good balance and i suppose again that's our twist then we're not going to reinvent the wheel. We yeah. want our beers to be, hopefully, have our signature on them because you'll say, "Oh, this one." You you probably get to expect a degree. If we release a pale, you probably our parameter because it's only what we know. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have a little twist just on that. So we did that. Uh, yeah, so they were the first two we did, and for our launch, we had another two. So we did a red, 
because that's one of them. If you walk in, and, well, personally, if I walk in and see a red, I'm going to have a pint of that. I'm not going to have <laughs> four pints, six pints, six pints, but it's an interesting beer, isn't it? Because it can be quite diverse and relatively. Yeah. It's not rare, but, you know, people aren't knocking them out all the time. And the fourth beer we had was the Avalon, which was the English pale, all English ingredients. And yeah, I really like that. On cask, it's just lovely. It's mm. really traditional. Sort of. So we thought within four covers the bases, really. So the two Americans, so we had a 5.4 um, for Plan B and then uh, the 4.2 for Cursed. So, and people drink with their eyes, you know, people drink yeah. with percentage, the look of the can, the name of it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that was, yeah, we thought it was quite a, because we really did obviously have to think about that. That, that range really you don't want to come out four pails or sort of like... yeah yeah i feel like that just really leads me really nicely into my next question which is about people sort of looking with their eyes at the labels and everything else like that like how how did you come up with sort of the label designs so uh, yeah we design all the labels ourselves we're both from sort of quite creative backgrounds um the labels themselves with the dots we <laughs> well it's it, creative and um basically not getting sued so (laughs) that's important (laughs) it's like have you taken a book this is another have you taken a book a page out of another brewery local to us's book (laughs) (laughs) so so we use all our own photos or things we've designed and because we use the small dot pictures on them it's it's then a unit it's not just the picture it's the unique not unique, but it, it's, it's very much our style yeah. of the uh, sort of, it's not like pixelated, but the little round dots for it. Yeah. But the thing that took the longest in everything we um, did with Brewery so far was coming up with the logo. We took about three months. Honestly, it was ridiculous. Your logo is hidden. It's, it's hidden in. In the mysterious. Yeah. In the mysterious as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, just I think little... I literally moved the sticker that you that you gave me. I think I literally put it on the table in the other room. Yes, behind you. If you're watching the video, which you should be watching the video, so you could have just seen these labels. Yeah. How did you How did you come up? What was the process of coming up with that? We came up with. I mean, Charles, we both know what we don't want rather than yeah. what we did want, and we'd come up with ideas and we go, oh, "I like it, but I like it, but," and then sort of both to each other, and it was to the point where I'm thinking maybe there's just a, we don't like that and then adam was kind of seen something this invisible an idea and then i'd sort of come up with that but more central and be like yes yeah, good but and i knew there'd just be one trick and then i was speaking to a friend of mine who's a graphic designer and he goes oh yeah, yeah it's good because it was in a square and he says but you do realize that all socials are circular mm. all circles, yeah. oh, i didn't think of that um, i wouldn't have thought of that <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't work in the middle and he said uh, so i sent it to him he sent it back just off center and i was like perfect and the amount of people are looking at going, oh, they'll say, what it is? Or why? Do you... So it pulls people in. Yeah. And also it's mysterious. Yeah, it's mysterious because exactly. it's yeah. like kind of half of the face. Well, that's another yeah. bit of genius is that when we can't answer a question, people say, well, well, you know, why is it this? You go, well, yeah. You can go, I can't tell you. That's a mystery. <laughs> Not supposed to work it out from the back. So <laughs> even, the, um, even the name Mysterious was uh, that that was probably one of the quickest things for us because the first bit I won the competition for uh, was called Mystery Fox after my niece. She just came in and named some stuffed fox. She goes, oh, it's Mystery Fox. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love then, that. Um, yeah, so we're mysterious. And it was available on all the uh, old platforms. So we're ah, like, wow. That's, that's incredibly... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I will say that's incredibly smart to be like, yeah. let me check the platforms real quick. Yeah. It is available. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like one obscure defunct podcast in America that was mysterious podcasting or something. Yeah. Like, that's far. We can take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take yeah. that hit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got lucky on that because there's not many names that aren't taken by. Yeah. By uh, any sort of organisation. So yeah got lucky really so yeah that, it's that quite was... smart to even check that because yeah. i probably wouldn't have even i think i think we like you yeah i i think that we probably we looked but like i don't think i looked that hard because <laughs> we already had the instagram name yeah, from I'd, you I'd so already it, was like... used it. it was already my instagram name so we were like so we were like yeah that works. <laughs> wouldn't have even thought of like let me check the american market or anything yeah. else so that is incredibly smart of you <laughs> <laughs> well yeah my business partner is uh, far smarter than me on that uh, front. so when you see adam yeah i'll be like nice <laughs> In terms of that divide then, so do you both get involved in the brewery, the brewing process and the recipe creation or do you have very split, like do you kind of all do a little bit of everything or do you have very split sort of tasks? Within yeah, the brewery? It's, it's, yeah. We, we'd say to everyone, everything is is mysterious brewing. Yeah, we do. There's bits of some stuff that one of us will do more than the other, sometimes just convenience, but if everything is split down to two. We haven't... I, well, you've met us. We, well, you've met me. I haven't really got an ego, despite walking around with a mohawk and standing out. I just like <laughs> I'm not too proud. Like, and it's uh, this is our our baby, basically. It's our our, our conception, and um, yeah. So everything's fifty fifty down there. You know, some days one of us is doing more than the other, and yeah, we're just doing what we can. And that's been great to sort of pull in our resources of sort of jobs we've had and skills we've gotten had and favors we've sort of pulled in from people. It's been so useful from both of us really this is really lucky so adam um was a cameraman so obviously photography's a shoe-in for him yeah nice i sort of studied graphic design and he's obviously quite good at all that as well so the sort of the can designs and things like that has been you know all that doodling in your bedroom as a kid and stuff because it, it used to be that sort of designer record sleeve sort of thing isn't it but then yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the opportunity to do a beer can that's the new record sleeve isn't it but you say that though but it's like you're the way so the 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 logo behind you the way it kind of sits almost looks like it's like a 45 a bit yeah true. as well like in a really cool way like it looks like the sleeve for like a little 45 yeah 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 so yeah so we've just like and things some things we probably don't even really appreciate because we just know um yeah so we've been well we don't know everything obviously but the things we do know have been a great help for us and um yeah the willingness of people to come and come on board and help us so yeah it's been it's been good and we've we've um had friends with we've had uh, some of reading amateur brewer come along on brew days and canning days and come and helped us and there's other people nice. like greg at the hive he's come up and uh helped us doing the brew and yeah everyone just loves it don't they you know sort of come along for a brew day it's everyone loves a brew day and like literally i it's the weirdest stuff that i like as well it's like i actually genuinely like digging out the mash like people like that is the worst thing i was like no i actually genuinely like it because i feel like it i've put in a lot like i feel like it takes effort you've got to put in the effort to do it and it's it is just that sense of accomplishment of when you actually dig it out and it's done and it's dusted and it's just like the nice smells and the steam Mm. and like i just i genuinely like it and i like the wort i like drinking the wort (laughs) people think it's weird because some people are just like immediately no i'm like i think it's really enjoyable i really like it (laughs) yes lovely so isn't it um isn't it like the brewer's treat or something you have the work with a bit of whiskey yeah (sighs) 
Yeah. I know Damien from Emperors yeah, loves Damien that. Damien from Emperors always loves a bit of whiskey and wet. I've never had it. No, I've literally only had the water. We just drink the regular just, wet without it. drink it, yeah. I start drinking whiskey at sort of, yeah, when the time that's going, it's like... Right, moment, right, that time in the morning. Yeah. But when, uh, <laughs> when I was at the brewery the other day and Andy at Little London, because he, he's still brewing, he was doing a, I think he was doing a porter, and he handed it to me and it was really warm, the work, and uh, it's like... It was like a hot chocolate. And I was like, yeah. you know oh. what? I would just drink this as it is. Just this temperature. <laughs> put it in a mug, not a glass. Yeah. Mold porter or something. <laughs> Eat yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah, works. Lovely. And that's what I can get. So have you had um, like super malt? Because I don't see the kids drinking super malt. And that. No, and I, I I've never had it. Well, yeah. I'm thinking, what's that? And then so I bought a can thinking... It's just really sweet work. <laughs> I feel like now I need to get a can of it to verify because I've yeah, never had yeast. that. I wonder what happened if you put yeast with it. I'll just... yeah. <laughs> that could be an experiment in itself. <laughs> told these kids. <laughs> yeah, it's the start of a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lovely. Right, which one should we do next? Should oh, yeah, we do Sitka Spruce or Black IPA? Black IPA. All right, yeah. let's go. Black light, black IPA. I love I a black love IPA. A black so, I'll let you pour it and then I'll tell you. I am a black IPA fan. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I mean, I right, someone it, the other week said it? to me that they were like, oh, I think black IPA is dying out. I'm like, I think you are wrong. It's always just that you always have that like one or two people as well that are like, they're like a black IPA, that no, and a, and a white stout, no. And you're like, more for us, isn't it? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, so I love a black IPA because I think you can take heavier adjuncts to it, which this hasn't got, but you can put... So I remember Elusive doing one with um, Earl Grey tea in it, and oh. I don't like Earl Grey. There was a bergamot, and it was amazing. It was just, yeah, just lovely. So you can imagine, like, drinking jam in your black IPA, can't you? It would be oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I really, genuinely, that you need to make that again. <laughs> That's got to be another thing. So, so me the opposite of what I said earlier, me sort of making something and then putting a twist on it. This is pretty traditional. I thought we'd do black IPA and be Cascadian dark. Other yeah. than the dry hop of Amarillo, which I don't know if you'll get. Because the plan was to have a little orange tinge on the end of it, which I don't. I think there is a little bit. Okay, yeah, some people do. But when I did like a, a pilot brew of it, it came through. Yeah. I think it worked better with... Um, with more of like an English pithy orange hop. Mm. I definitely get like, so like roasty is definitely like the main note first and foremost. And there's that like a a nice balance of bitterness. I wouldn't have said orange until you said orange. (laughs) And because that's like, I'm looking for that now. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get that. Yes, it is pithier orange rather than like orange juice. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing that's there like in the in the like linger at the end, like yeah. that that sort of like aftertaste at the end that I'm like, okay, yeah, I actually now that you say that I completely get that. Yeah. Get it in the aroma. Yeah. It's like orange peel. So I was talking so um we did a tap takeover at the Greyfriars at the weekend and Andy Parker was there and James from Iron Pier. Mm. And we were talking about because but you're doing your, your your tasting notes on the can before you brewed it. You're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that power suggestion but it definitely has got amarillo in it so and people have said it to me without me leading that way going am i getting orange on this there we go i do like a little yeah. bit of amarillo. but yeah really... we we're happy with it it's um yeah it's quite a i think it's, it's got the roast and the what's a little bit of chocolate on it but it's 
Yeah. Yeah. I would say like cacao, like the the chocolate wise, like cacao type yeah. chocolate. Um, oh, it's really nice. I see. I love the roastiness. I'm like yeah, all about I'm, the roastiness. In the black IPA, I like a bit more roastiness over. And I like think cascade brings it out because that bitterness from that doesn't it? it? Yeah. More the perceived sort of chocolate taste on it. Yeah. So the name Black Light, where did that come from then for this one? Um, it's a bit of an irony, really. Again, we've sort of at the point of naming, so naming beers when you're homebrewing you're like oh brilliant and you come up with these wacky names and <laughs> ridiculousness um yeah so i just thought uh, an oxymoron we don't really want long titles on them we don't want any sort of in jokes um so yeah black light and it, it just works because it's not heavy black roast like a, a stout yeah it's a little bit lighter so yeah that was one that didn't go around the houses it was sort of mentioned and we were like yeah it works yeah you're avoiding those like early 2000s emo band names where it's like like three sentences yeah. long. You're like, no, no, not that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the opposite of that. I found but of course, the other thing is um, you got to check that no one else recently has used that, particularly a yeah. local brewery, because with Plan B, so we brewed it and then saw Ruth elusive. She goes, you know, we did a Plan B. It's like, oh. Yeah, they they did do uh, that was in lockdown because yeah. uh, I saved the can label of that for sure. That was I remember having that in lockdown. Um, but yeah, is that a thing that you've got? Like, so that's that's really interesting that you say that actually. Like when you when you come up with the beers and then you go, okay, what name do we want to do? And then you settle on a name. Do you then go through? Like, do you have to look, like Google it? Do you have to see oh, yeah. how much effort do you put into kind of being like, oh, who's got this name? Or is it just more from a I've not seen this. I don't think this is one. No. So we go on untapped, but they tend to come up with the American ones. Cause if you think, Oh, there's yeah. one that's not around anymore. So now I tend to Google say black light. I would Google black light siren, black light, elusive black light phantom, black. So you have to go through. <laughs> Can you just go black light black UK light beer? beer. <laughs> Yeah, that is so much dedication to be like every single one of them. The thing is, we want to, yeah, we don't want to like look like we're copying. I'm sure they don't think we are. And Ruth no. was only joking when she yeah. said it, but it's just you don't want to. She's so sassy. Yeah, I know. She is yeah. so sassy. So sassy. <laughs> that's why we love her. Yeah, that's exactly why I love her. Because <laughs> yeah, we talked about them when we were, we were um, forming the brewery and she came down. She goes, Well, the one bit of advice I'll give you is don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, every time we see her now, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I 100% believe that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I, she, big, we, we are, we're we big Ruth fans. We love her. <laughs> yeah, this is, again, this is just like 5.5%, yeah. and I kind of don't feel like it no, feels like 5.5% really either. Well, I yeah. should give you advance notice that if you have this with a, a chocolate cookie or something that's had like cocoa powder in it, yeah. So. Oh. Sorry. I, I should... would have had one at the ready. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I should have done that, but I literally gave uh, Tori the beers, and the next day I googled, I, I, I messaged you, didn't I, saying, "What beers did I give you?" Because I got to put some. Yeah. <laughs> it was a what? Which ones did I give you again? I think it was these ones, and you were right. I was like, yeah. they're the exact ones that you gave me. <laughs> Uh, to be fair you had quite a busy yeah. quite a busy weekend and i'm very grateful you managed to fit in dropping the piss off and all of that i was like how dare you 
you know, go to work and then run to a tap takeover and then try to accommodate me. I mean, come on now. Well, luckily, well, you weren't the hard one to get to. Luckily, you live about three miles away from me. Obviously, <laughs> it had to be when Joe was crossing paths. Yeah, yeah and, and actually, she had to very fortuitously be like, I need to swap something with you. Yeah. It's like, I've forgotten a beer perfect. To for, for something we've got to record. And I was like, I forgot a beer. I was like, oh, I am coming. I was like, I can divert to your way on the way home from where I'm going. And I was like, this is perfect. She's like, what <laughs> Perfect. Save me postage as well. So yeah. perfect. That would have cost me the beers I was you anyway. So well, yeah. we appreciated it because I was like, I'll just yeah. buy them. Just tell me where I can buy them. I'll just buy them. So you were very, very kind with that. Yeah, so we really you. do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you actually like when you're when you're coming up with these recipes? Like how how do you go about going? Oh, I think this is what I want to do. And do you do like a test batch of everything you brew or? Are you kind of at a stage now where you go, actually, I'm quite confident that this will work and you just go with it? So uh, the first five beers, probably like this one, I did a test batch. Um, yeah, we did. But now we haven't got time to do that. I mean, if I did a test batch, it would only take a couple of more hours to do a thousand litres. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're learning. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I didn't really make any mistakes air quotes i made um home brewing where when i was really going like out of the parameters just to check if i right. put absolutely loads of brown sugar in this how dry will it What's be <laughs> yeah. Very yeah but then i would see brown sugar and i'd be like yes <laughs> like i wouldn't even ca- i'd be like immediately yes <laughs> but I you've got me with brown sugar <laughs> brown sugar sort of it can be like so i've made a, a barley wine the brown sugar the home brewing and um mm. it's, it's now turned to like a sort of molasses kind of flavor and it's lovely and i wanted that but i was never going to do that in three weeks so yeah yeah so no we don't so now um yeah we're doing it within um yeah just the, the parameters of how we make beers and uh we've had advice on scaling up but even things which is interesting is the hop utilization of so uh, the oils from the hops as you well know and um there's a lot more surface area per volume for it to stick to in a 20 liter keg whereas if we do it in a thousand liter keg it's got more surface area but there's a, a lot more beer in there so you're, you're getting more out of your beer um, out of your hops really into your beer so we're finding that that's that, that's working you know, really well so we're knowing to sort of wind back a bit on certain things we don't really don't want any uh green beers going out the door we've had a few when we're like oh this is i'm getting furry teeth off this so it's another week and just like see we just can't release you know unless we're happy with it it has to sort of sit in tank particularly with the hazy because yeah. that the hazy one we did was absolutely we went stupidly overboard with the hops because we just scaled, scaled, we scaled up uh, one that I had done um, a small batch of and uh, I was speaking to John the head brewer Ascot and he said essentially what you're doing is making a shepherd's pie and a teaspoon and then you're making a shepherd's pie and I oh yeah they don't scale the same yeah yeah that is a very good way to sort of compare it also yeah jo- John is also I just want to say for the record John is also a very lovely person <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, Every time I see him, it's always like big hugs. Just yeah. so happy. Yeah. Just such yeah. a friendly person. Oh, such he's a nice guy. Incredibly nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're brilliant. I mean, even so, um, at Peak Ender, where I saw you last, Joe, um, yeah. we were with Jim Double Barrels, Ted Brewer. Yeah, equally the same. So now I'm emailing him water profiles. I'm like, I'm trying to dial this in. And he's like, just let ask, ask me anything, and it's. Just nice to know. Am I creating a cardinal sin if I do this? He's like, no, no, that's fine. What are you doing? Yeah, but just 
yeah, it will just so lovely. Yeah, it's people really it's underestimate okay. those water profiles. I'll just say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so those are valid questions because I feel like people really underestimate. Well, <laughs> like... underestimate and over because I've um, been at homebrew club meetings before, and Andy Parker's been there, and people have asked him a question, and I can see him almost trying not to roll his eyes because you can really <laughs> overthink. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can get it right, yeah, yeah. but then if you're worrying about, you know, you're trying to, especially if you're doing a 19 litre batch and you're trying to put yeah. two grams of something in there, you know, you're not going to achieve. Right. No. <laughs> no grams isn't it that's not doing anything yeah, yeah so. have you got any advice for um home brewers like if people want to get into home brewing and if home brewers want to get into commercial brewing what would your advice be so home brewers would be find find a homebrew club definitely and that's like i say yeah, the, the the best wisdom andy passed on to me andy parker was join reading amateur brewers and they're so inclusive. They're they're great because you take what you you brew. I mean, all my friends used to say, "Oh yeah, your beer's amazing," but like, they're getting free beer, aren't they? Yeah. They're kind of going to say it's like your mum saying, "That's a great drawing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll put it right here on the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you go there, and people will say, "Oh, well, I get a bit sort of like you say, oh, it's a bit buttery," and then they'll say, "Why it's buttery?" And then, you know, I've I've taken beers before and said, "Well, there's something just not quite right," and then someone's picked out that the. the um, it was fermented a little bit too high and I'd be like, oh, it's funny you should say that because my ink bird was playing up and I went in there and it had gone too high and I, but someone had just picked that out from, from tasting it. So, yeah, yeah, it's so amazing and everyone just wants you to do better and you, then you sort of get into entering competitions of beers you ne- wouldn't necessarily be uh, making and you're learning that way. So that's what I found is just, just making, I mean, I never would have made a spruce beer had it not been for like Reading Amateur Brewers doing this and it's like, well, you know quite bonkers but yeah so yeah join and i mean i'm finding now there's people in yateley because they're coming to me and asking me things and yateley's like it's got a small town um they said i brew in yateley i'm like well where were you when i was home brewing i don't know and i said join reading amateur brewers no well i just do a bit and like i'd give out any advice i could i said like, come around or yeah. if you want a recipe from any of the beers we've done you can have them you know it's just you know I can never remember what the uh, the phrase is, but isn't it sort of going to high tide all boats rise or something like that? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, you all go yeah. up together. Um, yeah, so that's the best bit. I mean, if if there isn't one local to you, then obviously online it's got a lot of things. But one thing I would say that is forums are quite useful, but also you don't know who's giving you the advice. If you yeah. can be in a room and someone's giving you advice and you can sort of see then can't you think uh you're 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 a gatekeeper but the way you're giving the advice Yeah. My way or no way. Because I mean like anything, there's a hundred and one ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. You can make the same beer three different ways. Might taste slightly different, but it could it won't be wrong. Yeah. You know, I see I still see things now. So even at, um this is not brewing wrong, but the um when we were at Peak End, uh, the Thornbridge have done that, uh, the lager with Budvar. Oh, checkmates. Oh, yeah, yeah, checkmates. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And they're saying, well, basically, yeah, yeah it's Marisotta, which an ale malt, uh, yeah. Fuggles, <laughs> an ale hop, and then yeah. the yeast. We're like, what? If it wasn't yeah. the yeast, there would be an ale. And it's amazing. Yeah. It tastes like a lager. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, going to that. And as for getting into the industry, again, like I say, you can approach brewers. I mean, if somebody doesn't want to talk to you, they won't talk to you. But so many other people will just say, yeah. Or if you say you want to come for a brew day, then a lot of places will be quite happy for you to do it and ask. You know, Obviously, you can't be asking questions by someone really busy doing things. Yeah. And yeah. Obviously, the way we've got into it is by cuckoo brewing. And that's yeah. the other thing. There are so uh, Andy at Little London. He's 80 next year. 
and he just does pilot brew. So obviously he's not going to be wanting to do it. For, I mean, he's some lift casks around, so he's yeah. better than me in 10 years, and he's 80 years old. He's better than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so we're sort of essentially, we must be keeping him going because he's not making, yeah. he's living life. So he started in 2016, and then um, not long after that, obviously, it was COVID and that gave him a kick in. So he hasn't made a lot of beer, essentially. Yeah in that brewery um so we're kind of helping him go in paying the rent and he just loves beer he loves talking it we talk recipes and sort of things so we're a bit more cutting edge than him um because he's he does his traditional sort of yeah. ales and stuff and so we're getting him onto pellet because he was leaf and everything um and yeah so there's places where i mean there's a lot of uh breweries that cuckoo brew that you wouldn't know yeah yeah a lot of them because i was talking to um your colleague uh the bar asked Tom. Tom. Yeah, Tom yeah. about Zapato because I love yeah. it. So I'm like, they appear to be bonkers. And he was sort of saying that they, in one form or another, sort of cuckoo brews. And you, you wouldn't know. And there's obviously nothing wrong with it. You're making yeah. beer, and, and um, some people just contract brew. Yeah, they have their recipe. Uh, so there's so many ways in that are a little less risky, shall we say? I mean, we've made yeah. no secret that our, our goal is our own brewery and tap brew. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for you to say like world domination or something. Oh. <laughs> I was like, nice. I was like, do it. Yeah, say it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, it's just been, we wouldn't have been able to do it without uh, Andy at Little London. Yeah. So it's been so good. I and mean, we're currently still doing our day jobs part time to do the brewery and it is working. Yeah, it's great. So, our supportive wives and, <laughs> um, just work every day and don't sleep, which is great. <laughs> it's like you're like it's great <laughs> <laughs> but it's when it, it wasn't for like the, the event. i mean we enjoy the brewing side of it yeah and, and meet people. but then you say because you get to go the other side and see people drinking it and drink the beer with people every work event's great fun to the point where you're yeah. like oh, i should really wind some of them in and maybe go for a run <laughs> <laughs> i i'm don't i don't even work in the industry and i'm just like i just volunteer sometimes and then just go to do things like podcast things and stuff and even then i'm like this is just like a fun hobby on the side and i think Oh god, I'm doing. I'm spending so much time doing these things. These are all the fun things. I'm like, ah, oh, there's so many other things that I need to make sure I'm doing. But these are the fun things. I want to do yeah. the fun things. So I can imagine that, like, if that is your like actual, like, you know, your job that you kind of go, yeah, it's like it's your business. That on yeah. some level, it's kind of it's super fun. But then you probably are even more likely to get sucked in yeah. to the whole that is all yeah. the fun beer stuff you can do. Yeah. And we find it that we have got to be in more places because. You know, if I walk into your pub and say, there's three beers, we take them on and then they don't see me again. They get an email in a month. Whereas if yeah. I go in there in a couple of weeks time and have a pint and chat, say, how's it been? Obviously, we can't do that for 50 pubs. Cause yeah. Right. Yeah. It'd be dead. But um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we're being in more places. So we have to be out in places. But then it's that thing of, I say to people, I don't, I don't go drinking beer to get drunk. Obviously, it's a byproduct of it. Oh, probably like yourselves you'll go out and your perfect afternoon evening is loads of beers but no two the same yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah. i think some people do have stuff yeah. to say about that though because i think there's the opposite of some people are like oh well you know if you like something then what's the problem with having multiple of it and i say there's nothing wrong with that at all yeah, my thing is i like having the variety i like yeah. trying i like trying for me i like trying weird and wonderful stuff like the funkier the more interesting yeah. the you know even if it's not something that 
on paper someone would go oh that's that's crazy but you just go oh the fact that you use those hops in that beer or this yeast strain or you've used this technique or stuff like that I go that's incredibly interesting and that makes me want to try it now and there's so many amazing beers out there that I like to spread the love try as many different places as I can and just try as many different beers and just go actually that sounds interesting I'll have that I mean obviously if I'm at a place where there's only a smaller variety and I find one thing I like of course I'm just gonna have that one thing on repeat but then that's what I kind of think like core core range beers are really good because then I know I can go back to that one um that that you know nice one that I know that I definitely like that I can have whenever I want but then I'd like to take the risk outside of that to go oh those are really good let's see if that pays off and how it tastes yeah yeah definitely people think it's weird that I have a research fridge because I've still got loads of bits so if I've done a, a pilot brew or something yeah. I'll have like 19 litres of it in my keyser ready to serve but I'm like well then beers and yeah they're not yours and I'm like well I know what my beers taste like right as much as I'll happily drink them and we go out tap takeovers I'll drink them and tonight it's great I get to enjoy it and I just like yeah I've, got, I've just got a, a, a fridge that's stacked with stuff and I see it and think that's weird. That's interesting. That's nice. That should be lovely. That's someone I trust. So yeah. I'm going to see what they've How done did with they that. Do that. Yeah. 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 Or it's like, um, yeah. yeah, a different hop, an experimental hop. Like the only way you're going to know yeah. is by somebody putting it's in a beer. Drink- yeah, putting in a beer and drinking it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that's pretty much um, how I drink, really. And it's, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 could, I do also realise it's a justification for drinking loads of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same. That's right. We just, we're like, it's podcast related. We yeah, gotta get us yeah, podcast yeah. related. More beer turned up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the podcast. podcast. It's yeah. for the podcast. That work. Leave me alone. It's <laughs> podcasted. Uh, in terms of you mentioned about asking sort of breweries to do brew days and stuff for people that wanted to get involved in it, like, do you think that you know from a from mysterious point of view that you guys would ever sort of do a brew day, whether that be uh, just inviting the local home brew club down or an international women's collaboration brew day or anything like that that might sort of like open up? I know that obviously it's probably more challenging with a cuckoo brewery, uh, but is there sort of any thoughts of that being something that you'd in the future like to do? absolutely we've said to everyone we meet like if you want to come down for a brew day as long as people understand i mean you understand because some people think brew day how oh, brilliant like, when do we start drinking you're like well this will be ready in three weeks so yeah. right <laughs> to be fair it depends on what brew day is sometimes you go to a brew day and there are people and they that you're like do anything and they just give you beer like yeah. <laughs> and then there's other times where you're like doing like all yeah. the things yeah. putting the grain in like yeah. we went to one the other week and we were just like right we're ready to get stuck in they were like no 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 like, we cool. have a nice time like go and sit down have a beer and we were like okay but when do we get to do something <laughs> like, i want to do something i feel like, so i feel oh, useless i feel yeah. like i'm not being helpful and <laughs> yeah. i don't like that we like, no it's fine we're doing that you go and do it. we were like oh okay do, we can dig out the mash though yeah <laughs> <laughs> show me the mash yeah. press a button and the machine just does show it like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah yeah so we um, yeah we welcome anyone well, not anyone obviously we don't want like 15 people in there but yeah we've had yeah <laughs> People come down, um, yeah, and it's, it's a help for us, you know. Yeah. I mean, Adam, and a lot of things are sort of two-man jobs, so one of us can be in the office doing something and, you know, somebody sort of digging out or just nice. yeah, mashing in. Um, happy to talk, tell everyone how it goes. And, yeah, that's for the International Women's Day beers. And, yeah, so we've got, um, I mean, obviously we've got loads of ideas knocking around. But um, So our wives were saying we should do a, a wives' beer. That's what we're saying to them. Yes. And, and Sarah's not as confident to know what every hop, flavour like and so I'm saying to like every time you have a beer we'll work out what hop is in it or yeah. say what flavours you like in it and we'll find 
hop for that and then we'll find yeah. you know a more bill that goes with it so yeah we've got ideas on that and yeah so i've always followed yeah the international uh international women's beer is it the um brave noise isn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, we're always big proponents of people should sign up and do yeah. that. Even yeah. though it's technically the initiative has ended, you can still, in the sense of applying on the website, you can still email them. You can still do all that, and that's like for us. We're always like, definitely do it if you can. We appreciate not everyone can do it, but if you can do it, we want people that are already doing the good things to continue to, you know, to to, to let people know that you're doing the good things. Yeah. So yeah, that's like. Then we also realise two blokes doing it so <laughs> you'd be su- you'd be surprised how many people that are you know speaking to people like spooked yeah. in like james spooked in, who's like you know i kind of felt like it wasn't my place to do it but then i kind of felt like well you know i should do it because i care about this and it is it is that like whole um challenge there of like you can kind of feel like oh it's not my place but at the same time it's like if you have that platform people will listen to it and so that's also like equally it is quite an important it's something to contemplate but again like i said appreciate it. not everybody is in a position where they where they can do it because of you know what's involved in it um yeah. but yeah it's yeah. a yeah we're open to all ideas really yeah we're happy to have people down i mean what we really want is people on canyon day because that's the most mundane ever <laughs> i to be honest i would i would come help you on a canyon day because i've that's probably the one thing that i've never like got to do yet so far yet I've not got to do anything that had to do with canning. It's always been like the brewing process and it was really cool. Like I've had experiences. Every time I go to a brew job, I feel like there's always something new that I get to do. It's like breaking off hops from the brick and yeah. like <laughs> ripping them apart. Like that's good. I got to do that for the first time more recently and using, you know, you know, special products that, you know, you don't get to use all the time in brew days. That was another time. I've never got to do a canning line and I feel like that would just be really interesting <laughs> to be completely honest Monday. but I would I would feel really bad because I'd be like what if I that's really important what if I screw it up but I find it really interesting to learn about <laughs> yeah well it's yeah it's just so boring but yeah it needs to be done so but the, the only good thing of it is there's loads of beer because it's got a well the way we do it so we've got um we bought elusive's old canning set up and they're pretty yeah. good and um the good thing is that you well, good, it's bad for us. So much beer goes out the door because you've got to chuck it through there to chill the lines ready for it to fob. So we're sitting there with like 20 litres of beer there. So we've always got a glass of beer there. While oh, we no. <laughs> <laughs> not again. Okay. <laughs> the trouble is it's, never near, it's not even near a station where we are. So it's like... Yeah. Uh... It's really, yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's going to be painful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you can come along for one of them, and then we'll put you off it. There you go. Oh, I would, yeah, no, I would love that. I would love watching that. Um, in turn, before we get to the last bit, because obviously I'm conscious that we're we're slightly over what we said we were going to keep you, so we appreciate you sticking with us. Um, but in terms of, I've got a question: of How often do you sort of go? Okay, we're going to brew a new beer now, like a new recipe. How often are you doing completely new recipes? It's not that. Um it's not really yeah it, it, we don't really have it set to a certain time we, we we have our beers in there but we don't want loads of beers hanging around so we're kind of doing, yeah. because it's the two of us we brewed a lot of beer so we haven't brewed so we did we've got two in the tank at the minute so we've got a sessionable like a 3.8 percent sessionable pale uh should be tropical pale a bit of um verdant yeast in there oh, and, nice. <laughs> um our first lager so, yeah, we oh yeah oh interesting yeah so we're using the nova lager yeast Okay. which is like an ale lager yeah. yeast, but is lager 
Yeah. Uh, no, it's like an hour yeast, sorry. So it, it, it can ferment out in like five days. Um, yeah. I did actually do a test brew of that because I didn't believe it. And I'm, I'm looking at faults for it and I'm giving it to Adam. Like, what, what can you think's wrong with that? Yeah. Right? Nothing? Like, Damn right, we're going to have to brew this. And people keep yeah. saying, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So we got them in the tank at the minute. But before that, it, it felt like quite a long time since we brewed because we had things in the brewery, in the chiller room. And we was like, right, we just need to sort of hamp this down. So our spare time was going out to bottle shops and pubs and doing a bit more online and yeah sort of clearing down and then you get that problem where like we look at the list of what's promised everywhere it's like right okay now we need to brew yeah. oh yeah i can yeah. imagine so that's it's... probably <laughs> when you yeah. see it in front of you and you're like oh no yeah. <laughs> what have we done yeah so we um and then we'll probably brew again next week so yeah it's, it's sporadic I, I just couldn't we need to find the rhythm ideally we need yeah. to be brewing so much just to keep up but it, it I mean, the dream is obviously to have sold half of it before you brewed it in a sense that yeah, so many pubs. Yeah. And we've got some pubs that will take, not whatever we do, but we'll we'll take essentially whatever we do. Yeah, because we're not going to do anything ridiculous. Um, yeah, so a few pubs in Reading and um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's the whole thing really. It's building, it's every part of the business, you know, from brewing, cleaning, selling. Um, yeah, we're just building. But then we remember we're five months old. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was like. That's quite impressive right. already. Yeah. With how it was, I was more asking because of the fact that how many you said you've already done, and I was just like five months. Oh, like that feels like yeah. there's so many you've already done in five months. We've done eight, but nine because we've done Plan B twice. Nine, and there's two in the tank. Still impressive. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah, quite ambitious, but then yeah, you know, come the back around, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Right, should we get on to this final one and then we'll talk to you about sort of the future of what you want? Yeah. I'm excited about this one. Yeah. I have already... I I haven't. She did tell me. She was like, I already had it. And I was like, all right. Show off. (laughs) The colour on it is lovely already. It's beautiful. So the first lesson we learnt with this is that we saw it written down until we said it out loud... Bear in mind, one's called Citra Triangle and this one's called Sitka. Yeah. They're quite different on paper until Adam said from one side of the brewery, can you pass me a bottle? To the Sitka. <laughs> like the what? And just, my face just went like, oh my God. No, no. Oh no. What have we done? Almond's nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's just, it looks beautiful. Yeah. It smells lovely. Oh, yeah, we're really happy how this came out. So this is from a, um, it was a home brewing winning recipe, the Spruce Tips. And I love an ESB. So it's an ESB yes, used for the spruce tips. Um, and of course, I'd brewed that once and then thought, am I going to recreate that? With, you know. That is insane. This was right. not what I expected it to taste like. Oh my God. Sorry. Not what I expected. Oh so my goodness. I've always lovely. been like, whenever I see anything that's got spruce tips in it, I'm like, I'm drinking it. <laughs> and Tori's always been like, Oh no, sprit like spruce. Oh, it's that's not true. I, no, no, that's not true. I've never said that. I've never said that. I've never said that. Spruce, so I don't know. And because like, it, it sometimes depending on what spruce what you use, sometimes it can be piney rather than this. So fundamentally had, untrue. I really liked Wild Weathers, I, and that's the only real one that I've had. I had so. a spruce beer when I was in Alaska, and it was a spruce blonde. And it had this real fruitiness to it. And that's what this has got. I was going to say, it's so and fruity. It's, yeah, like, it always reminded me of, like, plums. And that's what this oh, reminds me plums. of. Like, just oh, the spruce is so, yeah. oh, it, so good. It, well, we're claiming it is the only spruce ESB in the world. 
Because <laughs> no one's coming is... out. <laughs> yeah. It is just insane because it has it's that. So it's lovely. got like this dry fruitiness, but like like really fruity, like an almost like bordering on like almost a jammy dried yeah. fruitness, and it's just not what I expected. Yeah. When I think spruce, and I'm like, I think, oh, it's a bit piney, and I will. I will disagree with the fact that I have ever said oh, I don't you know about this fruit. Were like, oh, I have no, not. I don't know about that. Yeah. Find the recordings. Find the recordings. <laughs> um, I think I've, it's more that I just go oh, like pine's okay. It's not like my you know the piney flavors are never usually like my most favorite. And sometimes when it is sprucey, it tends to be a more bitter beer, yeah. and it tends to be more of like the piney resinous type sort of beers. And I, I I like them more now. Previously, I used to be like, oh, I don't know. But I think when I just see spruce, I think it's probably going to be more like West Coasty, more bitter, yeah. more like piney. More. But this is like so far removed from what I was expecting it was going to taste like. <laughs> what I want, whenever I see a spruce beer, this is what I want. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. Because of that beer that I had in Alaska, and when like when I had it in peak end, I was like, <gasps> yes, there's that flavour that I've just not like. I've I remember and then like I'd got to the point where I was like what's was that like was it as good as I remember it tasting like when you haven't had something for a really long time yeah like, yeah did a dream do I, like was it as good as I remember like have I hyped it up in my mind and then I had this and I was like yes it was because this is the same <laughs> oh it makes me so happy I've really enjoyed so I you know from when you had the tap takeover and I've, I've enjoyed I said to you at the tap takeover, I was like, I really liked all the beers they were really good I've really enjoyed all the beers this yeah. one, I can definitively say though, I think is my favourite. Yeah. Like literally is my favourite. Just I think because of so, the yeah. element of surprise as well. Yes. It's yeah. just so it's the flavour profiles that I love. And it was just I think because it also came so out of left field from what I expected. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because when you give I'm it shock. to you, you say, What does it taste like? And apparently a spruce tree isn't a pine tree. A pine tree is a pine tree. So yeah. a spruce yeah. is a Sitka or a Norwegian yeah and it's people get so i think um tea tree oil comes from spruce yeah and uh so people get so some people get um dr pepper from it cinnamon let me get that so we put a little bit of simcoe behind it just in case it wasn't piney enough but i don't even get the simcoe in it to be honest it just just bags in it so um i'm like how do i'm like where's the cinnamon come on i've got this (laughs) (laughs) like i'm looking for it so basically so i think sometimes when it can be too piney uh it can be woody so these are spruce tips yeah if you'd literally just got the pine needles it probably would be very woody so in spring we went up to scotland and picked it all up there because i think the air quality is going to be so much better and yeah um, yeah so we've got six kilos of it up there and obviously there's loads of it's just like yeah big candy from a baby really and it's a uh, residual sweetness and this is that thing of saying like oh, i don't like dry beers is and this is where um inverted sugars work well because there was golden syrup in the brew so ah, it doesn't wow. ferment it all out yeah, yeah but it leaves that really and it's not sick, uh, sickly sweet no it's sweet and then like you say it's dry which doesn't make any sense <laughs> right. I love it. I was going to ask you about because obviously I can see on the on the label it says they were hand picked in Scotland, and I was going to be like, how did you get? I didn't. So you went up there and yeah. you you so, hand picked them. Yeah. So the wife's aunt and uncle live on the side of a lock in Scotland. Wow. We were going up around that time, and he he has lots to do with fisheries and things. And he said he was sending me pictures before we went there, saying this is the state of them now. And we're like, oh, this is going to be brilliant because 
he knew where they were and we just yeah, went on like a couple of mile walk just took a malt bag right off we went nice. um, just like but of course so Sitka and the Norwegian so the thing well, I know and the homebrew one would have been Norwegian because there's a, a plantation ironically near Silchester um where they sort of the, the Reading Amateur Brewers picked them yeah but I was thinking if it's a different one is it going to be a different is it not going to come through just such a you know so we made a bit of noise before it we, we didn't want to make too much noise in cases like mm, I'm not really getting it um and so again yeah, the picture on the can I took that picture while we were picking it it was like across the uh that's cool across the sort of the, the glen or the river that's from it that's really yeah. cool but it was I mean it was, it was so brew day was amazing it just smelled like you were in a Christmas tree <laughs> and the whole brew just like because you get the sweet wort and then that in yeah. it was just like I can oh. bag this up and put it somewhere. And so, uh, um, so we had this on. So this has been on cask at a few beer festivals this year as well. Ooh. And it was oh, on cask is amazing. Yeah. And um, there was uh, at the Yateley one, a guy came up and had. I think it was his second beer. And he was. Like, oh, I said, "Well, try this." And that's all he drank. <laughs> that's all he drank all evening. <laughs> like, I love that when that happens at a festival. Yeah. And he just kept coming up, going, "Can I have the Christmas tree beer?" <laughs> It's just like it is incredibly easy drinking. Five point eight percent. Like I feel like I do not believe that. It is <laughs> so easy to drink, and it is just. Yeah, I think it's it's not that I was going. Oh, this isn't going to be nice. It's just the thing. I think because it had the fruity, almost that fruitiness to it, that sweetness to it. Yeah. That I just. I think it pairs didn't with, expect that with the ESB so well, doesn't it? Yeah. I love an ESB, so it's multi. And the malt's in there in the body, but it's not still not really kind of coming out, is it? The spruce yeah. is just building on top of it, and yeah, yeah. And I always, it, it does have like layered together. It has those like autumn vibes as well. Like I genuinely feel like it just matches this weather. Like it feels like you are going out for like a nice walk in the woods on like a slightly cool day, like it was today. It just matches. With that power of suggestion, of if you packaged this and said it's a Christmas beer and you gave it to somebody in winter at the bar <laughs> on cask, yeah. you'd smell it, wouldn't you? Go, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. My Christmas tree that I left at home. Yeah. Oh, it is just absolutely lovely. Yeah, people need so to try this. This is... So good. So... Might be my favourite one. Do you think that would slushy quite well? Because there was a good... <laughs> I... Oh, I, there's not going to be enough to slushy because it's gone. <laughs> like, I... This is gone before I even get the... The slushy making process... <laughs> Is a big process. <laughs> there is not going to be any of this left to slushy. I'll, buy, I'll have to go down the next time I'm down the hive. If there's cans of this at the hive, I'll be buying another can and I'll find out if it's slushy. Yeah, it's slushy. <laughs> Maybe put a bit of golden syrup in it or something yes. for like a little bit of the sweetness. Well, you're going to be careful putting golden syrup somewhere cold because it does. Just... No, so I, I've got, I've got, um, we have this like maple syrup, not golden syrup. We've got like a maple syrup that is a little bit more liquidy. Okay than normal so I might have to do like a squidge of that in there or something yeah, like that yeah, to see how be. that turns yeah. out mm, we'll find out thing my experimental beers was I'd put a maple syrup in but then I realised that you need a really expensive maple syrup because it's like cheap honey isn't it it's like yeah. water and sugar yeah, yeah the thing is with slushies it's more about the sugar like the yeah. the amount of like sugar that's in there than it is kind of like expensive like you could put you could put something really expensive in and it could do nothing for the slushy <laughs> but 
versus like yeah. you could just go here's something that's got a bit of sugar in it to sweeten things up a yeah. bit great so yeah like oh that would be I feel like the world would hate me if I did that but I I feel like I would try it I've never tried to slushy an ESB before yeah, like I said, I'll go down the hive I'll get slushy. another can yeah. and I will slushy. You heard it here first. New episode of Will It Slash You Coming Soon. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We'll find out. Um, but yeah, so I guess in terms of looking to the future, because I'm gonna, this is going to be done in a minute, yeah. looking to the future, uh, what what do you kind of see? What what are you hoping for for, for Mysterious? Um, well, as I could say, our, our plan is our own taproom and own brewery, which we're going to assume is sort of organically going to happen with whatever happens. And we've got open conversations with Andy as to whatever, where he comes along with us and he doesn't want that's all and he just pilot kits it or yeah. So we need to build. And then, I mean, a lot of breweries take years finding the right place. And uh, yeah, we've got all them things that we can't put any sort of concrete plan on to what would happen because fate will take a lot of it. But um, yeah, basically it's going to be yeah full time knocking out great beers tap room has to have a tap room really don't you that's the sustainable part of yeah. the brewery yeah. and uh, it's sort of interesting events really and, and things like that isn't it it's just sort of being a bit fresh with things and just sort of yeah doing pop-ups and just being in the sort of reading beer scene um yeah just sort of just keep moving forward really and and like i think you also you've got to be quite sort of malleable into what's happening in beer and the whole industry haven't you as much as you're not going to just make what the trend is, yeah. it's moving with the trend and then put your twist on the trend, isn't it? To sort of, yeah, keep moving and learning, really. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've asked this question before, and I'll ask it to you. If you could, if you could build your ideal tap room, what would your? If you could have like anything, like sky's the limit. Doesn't matter about like you don't have to worry about the space. You don't have to worry like what would you put in your ideal tap room? What to put in it? Oh gosh. How would you make it? Yeah. Like, how would you design it? What would you do? How weird is that? that I've not actually thought of it. Oh, well, I have thought of it, but not in, like, my yeah. dream tap room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we have had a conversation before. I think it would be quite cool to have it in a church, an old church. Yeah. But, um, that would be yeah. super cool. Yeah. <laughs> you want it to be, yeah, sort of comfortable and engaging for people. Sort of, it's the things you don't want, isn't it? You know, you don't want sort of techno. <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we all know how comfortable uh, tap room seats can be. But... Yeah. Oh, you don't want a big bench, big so you bench. don't want a big bench. That's okay. Well, well, who wants to pay him for benches? I mean, <laughs> yeah, we we'll get the benches. Yeah. I mean, you can say you don't want a big bench. You're going to end up with big bench. It's yeah. just the way of life. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think even if you don't want big bench, you get big bench. Yeah. Big bench. Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you even a tap room if you haven't got a big bench? No. Like... If someone gets up and you might fall off on it. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Joe and I were just talking about we this the other night. It is, it is universal. It doesn't matter yeah. the country you go to, the whatever. It's big bench everywhere. Yeah. It's global. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's that kind of creating that atmosphere as well. Really, in sort of tap rooms, isn't it? You kind of. Yeah. I've been around Bristol, and some of them are amazing, aren't they? Like I love Lost yeah. and Grounded. Yeah. And not Lost and Grounded. Sorry, um, Left Handed Giant. Well, both yeah. of those are amazing, aren't they? They're, they're yeah. both completely different. Yeah. Yeah. But they're both amazing. The amount of kit in Lost and Grounded as well. I just literally, I was like, it it's like a sea of silver. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my goodness. And it's, I didn't realise, I didn't realise how big Lost and Grounded was in terms of their kit size. Like, yeah. 
Well, that lager I was shocked. Oh, that lager in. Yeah. Absolutely shocked. But it was so impressive. I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, the footprint of the brewery is like this big. And then, like, the, the pot that you sit at is like there. And everything else is kit. And you're like, wow. But it's always good to see the stainless steel from where you are, I think. You feel like mm. you're in, I mean, even if it's like a glass or something like that. Yeah. It's just cool to. I loved it. I nerded out over it. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people just go, oh, that's interesting. But yeah, like, yeah. everyone else is like the face of the window, aren't they? Like, home yeah, like, and What they got? Beer. <laughs> that is me. Yeah, 100%. I left with like a glass tank card. So I was like, I'm buying a glass. They were like, you can buy, there's these glasses or the tank card ones. I was like, the tank card one. That is what I want. <laughs> it's like, I want a lager, like a proper drinking lager in mass. That is what I want. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, so our future's kind of going to be panned out for us in the way that we go forward and fate, but, um, yeah, that's uh, what we're heading towards, tap room, accessible, and then you obviously want somewhere near a station, don't you? Yeah. Or accessible sort of place. Um, yeah, so look out at your old churches, <laughs> brewery coming to you. <laughs> Anytime I see an old church up for sale, I'll be like, oh, just FYI, in yeah. case you're wondering. <laughs> Sometimes it's the last thing you're going to look for. It always makes me laugh when yeah. people have, like, I've had friends that have had five-year plans and ten-year plans and just like, whatever, and they're not sticking to them because you just can't do that, can you? You can't. No, you've got a five-year plan, you've got a one-year plan, you've got however many plans. It's never going to be the year amount that you plan on. <laughs> you can't. Your script takes you where it wants to take you. Yeah. Well, it's not really ideally you're going to be next to a bakery if you're like an industrial unit oh yeah a bakery there then you're just both yeah living the dream aren't you yeah, 100%. next door to um where the brewery is is a bakery which is a nightmare when you're sort of really Ooh. hungry and you smell yeah because you can smell it yeah so he's coming aboard he's uh, when we're doing events he's coming and like, doing sort of snacks and things for uh so don't you remember nice. the, the hive all them cheese sticks i don't know if you had any of them so yeah, I had those. I think I for launched. sure they're really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then he doesn't. He doesn't sell. So he's got a place in Basingstoke where he sells. But yeah, so it'd be great. Yeah, next door to him, it's amazing. And he buys beers off us as well for his his little nice. um, cafe shop. So it's perfect. Yeah, so. I love that. I feel like oof, I'm I'm very. <laughs> very excited to see sort of like the future as well because i'm like well you're local to me so that's great like so that's just one more great place that i get to go to so i'm definitely rooting for you there and i look forward to seeing where things end up because i'm yeah i'm excited yeah Yeah, it's exciting definitely exciting it's worth all the hard work it's just good fun to oh good you're so constructive as well isn't it i could never just sort of in tray out tray i've never been sort of person that could do that sort of thing because my brain's just not it's just not that way i have to construct something even if it's just something mundane i'm making something for somebody or repairing something for somebody and um, maker's gonna make yeah that's it yeah painting a gorgeous wall at elusive (laughs) like that is i I think that wall is brilliant personally (laughs) so yeah my goal is to make it big just so so someone can make a cheesy film out of my (laughs) yay <laughs> oh, oh. I love that. You write the script and you'll be like, here you go, everyone. Okay, yeah, that's really cheesy. It's a bit a bit route one. <laughs> love it. Oh, amazing. Joe, do you have any other questions? I think that's everything. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug? Do you want any places you're going to be? Where people should come find you? So, uh, one thing so, this lager that we've got that is almost ready will be showcasing. We're doing a, a ticketed event in Burfield. Toberfest, so we have an umpar band and so yeah patrick the indigo bakes which is next door to us they're doing 
Um, oh, actually, that's a point. I think on Thursday we're doing sausage tasting at the brewery with him. Oh. <laughs> This is just making me more sad because this is. I'm going to let you finish your plug, but this is happening while I'm away on holiday, very far away in another continent. Oh, yeah, and you're going to talk about amazing food. Yeah, uh, possibly pretzels. I don't know. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was talking of course, me about there it. will be pretzels. My brain is just pretzels. shutting down because I'm like I'm too hungry. I can't think. I can't. Think. <laughs> food. Uh, there will be lederhosen's. Um, yeah. Yes. So that's the 20th of October. Um, if you go on our, our socials, you'll be able to find tickets for that. So in in Burfield. Nice. We'll link it. Lager, 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 and there'll be uh, our other beers will be on tap as well. Uh, yes. Amazing. So, yeah, mysterious We're... brewing on all the socials, as I've made aware that we are. <laughs> Across <laughs> everything. Uh, yeah. It is on everything. We'll, we'll yeah. link to it all in the show notes so everyone can come and find you. Yeah. Um, they need to come buy your beers because they are delicious. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate the, uh, the, the chat. Yeah, yeah, thanks. For everyone, coming. go to the Burgtoad Fest because I can't go. Go eat. Go eat the pretzels and the sausages and have the lager because we've been on a lager kick with our lager yeah, series yeah. recently. So we have been on a lager kick. I've been craving lager. Go down there. Go have fun because I can't go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go thank you. Yeah, go say hi to Ken. <laughs> yeah, come and say hello. Pretend you know me. It's fine. I'm the bloke with the mohawk. So, yeah. But that's a great thing is meeting people that you just follow on like, Instagram and things. You're like, oh, yeah. you've got a face. Yeah, so yeah, come and say hello. Me and Adam. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're the ones in the t-shirts. <laughs> Amazing. Thank oh, you so much for Thank you so much for your brilliant. time. Thank you. Cheers. Um, I think we need to say again. This spruce beer is amazing. How freaking good is this beer? All of them are really good. Like they're genuinely, all really good. they're all really good. Oh, so I good. think it's just this one. I've taken a special, oh. special liking to. I just because... literally made Rick go and drink it. I was like, drink this. It's so good. And it does. It just reminds me. of, And I think this is the amazing thing about beer, right? Is when you taste a beer and it just transports you back yeah. to a memory or a really great time. And the flavours in this beer just transport me back to like a really good time I had at Skagway Brewing Co. in Alaska. Like with my friends, like we'd go, we'd get a picture of this Blondale and share it between us in horrible shaker glasses <laughs> but it was good times and it just like it's those flavors and like and like as I said I thought I'd hyped it up in my head that maybe that I was like maybe I was wrong like maybe it wasn't those flavors it was because the spruce is coming across exactly the same in this oh it makes me happy well I feel like you know in the in the episode we talked about how we're people that enjoy all three of us are people yeah. that enjoy just trying different things as yeah. opposed to like sticking with you know our our you know solid favorites or anything like that but i feel like this is definitely something i very rarely go out and go i need to buy like this beer again yeah. and i think this is one yeah like the 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 Pomona Island Tamaki like that was one that I bought like I was like need to buy that multiple times it was really good. There's some of the Holy Goats I might need to buy it like multiple times. Um, I feel like with like elusive like sometimes I'm just like I'm just really wanted like an Oregon Trail or something like that. Yeah. This for me goes into one of those like yeah I'd buy that multiple times because I want to drink this multiple times like one time for me. Not enough. Not enough. It's not enough. very rare that I'm like, I need to go buy this beer again. Because but it's... it's... 
I don't want to downplay like how good the other ones were either no, because like all great. of them were really good like, as well. Especially like idea. like the the Citra Triangle, oh, for example. So I I was not that. expecting to have that smooth sweetness yeah. to it, and it was just yeah. like, like so much smoother and sweeter. Like Saturday afternoon when you're out of the tap room, out of, you know, out of the hive, have a couple of these with mates. Good times are guaranteed. Oh, it's amazing. I just I don't have anything else to say. It's just it's so good. Really I'm good. Pleased we did. I'm really I really want to try this. the lager. Yeah. I really want to try the lager. Well, because I have been craving. I feel like because we've been focusing on lagers yeah. more as well, and I've been having some really incredible lagers because yeah. we've been going like let's go out of our way to get these lagers. Um I I've found this new not it's not a newfound love at all, but it's the you know how we talk about like the craft beer seasonality, circle. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, no not oh, seasonality. Oh, the, the craft, craft beer, beer like circle. circle. Yeah, yeah. Where you start yeah, yeah. off being like, Oh, is this? And then you slowly make your way around to weird and wonderful things and then you find yourself back at lager. Yeah. And that can happen numerous times. Like you can just yeah. go through these cycles. I and drink I've, a lot feel like I'm back at lager <laughs> of Budvar at festivals now <laughs> so I'm just like I just have a Budvar like when it's poured properly and you get it in the nice mug and like I was just like I'll just have a Budvar yeah <laughs> I, I find that I just recently I've been like it was really weird because the other day I was like I'm just craving a lager just for Sometimes no reason other than I was like I'm just craving a lager just cause yep. um, but I coun't drink all the ones I had were for podcasting and I was like this is de- this is depresso like <laughs> I can't have a single one so like I'm really excited to see like Mysterious's cause I, I yep. wanna I definitely wanna try it but I can't go to their Oktoberfest event cause I won't Don't be, sorry be for here people. everyone be sorry for me Don't be sorry for her she's in Japan <laughs> feel sorry for me don't feel sorry for her Ugh, um if people, horrible. if people want to feel sorry for you Tori where can they if you want to, feel, if you want to give me your pity and your apologies do or it. or you want to you know you want to go and take photos and send them to me <laughs> so that I can feel like I was there um I can live vicariously through you all you can do that on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism or you can I guess you can email them to me because that's Maybe probably the place that I'll be able to receive them better <laughs> when I am in another continent um, at adventuresandhoptimism at gmail.com. Or if you just want to, you know, show both of us that you listen, that you love, a, you know, the Sitka, that you this is the beer for you, nice. <laughs> that you're checking out Mysterious, you can message us both at a woman's brew on Instagram or a woman's brew podcast on Gmail. Joe, if people want to try to get you to brew a spruce, ESB. Where can they talk to you if, if they want you to homebrew one? I was thinking the other day, like I haven't homebrewed in ages, and I just like I don't have the time at the minute. Like other things are taking precedence, like this podcast. Um, so maybe don't email me and ask me to homebrew because you might not get a podcast. It, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. But you could email me and ask me some questions about homebrewing, or you can get hold of me to ask me some questions about homebrewing. Um, you can find me at my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning, and we are on Facebook, Instagram, X. TikTok and Pinterest, but I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, or you can come to my website. There's definitely some blog posts on there about homebrewing, um, and that is lovebeerlearning.co.uk. Feel free to email me at lovebeerlearning at gmail.com, uh, and you can ask me questions about why I love spruce beer so much because I love spruce beer. It is great. I'm gonna go drink it now. Let's go drink it. Let's go drink it. Cheers. Cheers.